This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. And I'm Nate, and we are Stranger Than, a podcast discussing unsolved mysteries, weird occurrences, misunderstood phenomena, and creepy happenings. This time we'll be talking about Aokigahara. Also known as the Suicide Forest, or the Sea of Trees. I like the Sea of Trees. I like the Sea of Trees, too. It's a really nice name for, I guess, some place that's got a rather unpleasant reputation. Yeah, and we chose to do this subject because before Christmas, just because it's a weird place, and... Well, and January is coming up. I wanted to do it for January because more people die in January than any other month. And also, it's a weird place. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, definitely a weird, creepy place, but I, I just felt that that it would be a fun January episode. You know, my birthday is in January, and it really fucking sucks to have your birthday in January. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be, you know, you got to be kind of a tough person to have your birthday in the midst of a month where people tend to not only die in excessive amounts of natural causes, but the suicide rate does spike after Christmas. The um, people saying that there's more suicides around Christmas and the holidays than any other time is actually like a total myth. It actually dips down during Christmas time, and then after Christmas in January is when it rebounds and spikes back up. What a great rebound. Yeah, I mean, it just, and I get it, like, January kind of sucks. You know, you had all the fun in Christmas, there's all the festivity and lights and family, and yeah, it might be stressful, but you have Christmas, you have New Year's, and then for people, I guess it's called, like, the broken promise effect. All of a sudden, it's January, there's not fun lights and activities anymore, but it's still, like, bleak, dark fucking winter time. You got four months till You've it's got three months till it's spring. Goddamn three months until spring still. And there's really nothing to look forward to. New Year's has come and gone. Nothing in your life has actually changed. And it's fucking shitty and depressing. And if you're like me and you have your birthday there, like good luck getting people to come out and celebrate your goddamn birthday. <laughs> All right. Now my daughter also has a uh, one of my daughters has a January birthday and it sucks for her too. Like my other daughter, May, everyone shows up. Even if it's a super busy time, people are like, oh yeah, I can totally squeeze in a party in the afternoon. Right, right. But in January, people are just like, uh-uh. Well, it's still getting dark at It's still getting dark. Yeah, like I said, people are just dark, depressed. You know, there's all the stress and the tiredness from the holidays, and you're on this kind of big rush and high on the holidays, and then boom. It's January, and nobody wants to come to your fucking birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> in Japan in particular, which is where Aokigahara is located, uh, suicide is a pretty significant 
problem or it's actually the second it has the second highest suicide rates of major industrial nations and i got that from an article um that was posted on japantimes.co and that also cited a a government report is where uh this article had its statistics from i guess so number one in major industrial in the top eight, I guess, industrialized nations was Russia, ah. which did not fucking surprise me. Yeah, <laughs> not surprising at all. So uh, how they measure the rate is uh, number of suicides per one hundred thousand people, mm. and so Russia, I believe, Russia had uh, twenty one point eight was its rate and japan came in number two at 19.8 and followed by france at 15.1 united states 13.4 germany 12.6 canada 11.3 britain 7.5 and italy 7.2 britain and italy those are the places to be i guess i guess pretty chilled out I... mm-hmm pretty chilled well, I know that in and then in countries in oh, in countries in general, uh, Lithuania had a rate of thirty point eight, South Korea twenty eight point five, and Suriname twenty four point two. Damn. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So the j- rates of suicide have dropped in recent years in Japan. It kind of peaked for a while. Uh, Back in two, just 2014, so just a few years ago, the rate was at about 70 suicides per day. And then once 2016 hit, the rates were actually lower than in the last 20 plus years. It was a 22-year low. Yeah. And it was 15,017 men and 6,747 women for a total of 21,764 people. And around 70% are male between 20 and 44. Which is their leading cause of death. Yes. It's the number one cause of death, I guess, in ages for both male and female ages 15 to 39 was the most recent statistic I could get. So even though the rates are dropping, it's still number two in, uh, you know, the major, the major countries and still the number one cause of death for people ages 15 to 39. And a lot of that is because of the culture. I mean, in in feudal Japan, suicide was oftentimes seen as the right thing to do. It was... Yeah, the morally correct thing to do. The the samurai samurai. would Mm -hmm. practice seppuku, and that was considered the best option. Which is basically like disemboweling yourself with a fucking sword. You would take... Traditionally, it's by... You take a tanto, which is a knife about 6 to 12 inches long, 15 to 30 centimeters... And you jam it into your gut and then slice it left and right. And your goal is to sever the descending aorta, which is the largest artery in the body. Mm-hmm. That way you just bleed out real quickly. Right. In Edo period Japan, seppuku was even more highly ritualized. The samurai was eating a last meal of his choice. He'd dress up. He'd write a death poem of his last musings. And then he would commit seppuku. Oftentimes the wife of the samurai who killed himself would also kill herself and she would often do it by drowning jesus christ and this is it was just all it was considered the honorable thing to do there wasn't the 
that just sucks. It's like that's kind of like the the Indian settee. You know, like we're like proper Hindu women long ago, and I think maybe I don't know. I don't if it's practiced today, it would be very, um, you know, not very widely practiced. I imagine. Oh, I'm sure. But it was like if, if the woman's husband died, uh, she was expected to throw herself on the funeral pyre and burn oh, to death. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that fucking sucks. And if you didn't do it, you were, like, shunned by society and an outcast and stuff. But you know what? I don't know. I feel like I would rather be an outcast than burn to death. Yeah, burning to death doesn't sound like the Mm-mm. best, really, way to go. That is, a ter- that is, like, one of the worst ways to go in my book, so no thanks. But drowning, also a fucking shitty way to go. Although totally would drowning... not want to do that. It's like, oh... Sorry, my husband felt honor bound to kill himself, and now I gotta fucking suffer. That's not cool. I've almost drowned before, and it was actually almost like I was just falling asleep. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, it was a wild waves when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I got really tired, and they wouldn't let you anyone sit down on the uh, stairs. And I mean, no one knew I was exhausted, and I just kind of started sinking. And some guy dove in and saved me. Weird. Yeah, and it felt just like I was going to sleep. But actually, you were like trying to swim, and you couldn't. I was just so tired; I couldn't. I just was had tried to. I was was just worn out. I'd done a lot of swimming, and I'm not wasn't great at swimming, so mm-hmm. <laughs> just was exhausted. Couldn't rest, and so just started going under. That's crazy. Yeah. If it wasn't for some random like teenager who worked at Wild Webs, I would be dead right now. That's nuts. All because they wouldn't let you sit on the stairs. Yeah, it wouldn't let me rest when I needed to. Yeah, that's... uh, Oh, I'm sure I could have said I'm too tired to go on and someone would have helped me, but I was, you know, young. Like 10 to 12 years old, somewhere around there. 10 to 12 years old? Wow. And you didn't want to ask anybody for help? or (laughs) No. Wow. You're just like, I'll I'll just die. I'm like, I'll just go on, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. I had no idea. So some other examples of the military honor suicide would be um the kamikaze yeah definitely the kamikaze is probably mm-hmm. the most uh, well known of all of all of them right and that's basically was a world war Two thing where you flew your plane into into things into other planes or to boats or, or something to cause basically as much damage as you could with your fucking plane you'd fly at it shooting at it you'd do any mm-hmm. bombing you needed to do and then end then up with the plane fucking... just keep on going yep and also a World War Two thing was the bonsai charges, which is basically just like throwing a shitload of people at, like, I don't know, this was down the Pacific, probably like shooting, bigger shooting guns. and Oh, right. You just keep going and going until you finally overrun them at, at what cost? I mean, you're just getting, people are just getting mowed down. Yeah, everyone just advances in a human wave. Yeah, a and, human wave, yeah. exactly. And likely the reason that this was such an okay thing to do in Japan was because they didn't have the Abrahamic religions where we were pretty much just renting our bodies from God. Right. I mean, the Shinto and Buddhism, it has, I mean, it doesn't really place much emphasis on that. So it's not like in Christianity where a lot of it's like you're going to go to hell if you kill yourself. Exactly. Where God gave you this body and so you Mm -hmm. have to treat it well. That's how it is in islam that's how it is in judaism that's how it is in christianity to give a frame of reference here so in japan's low of 
21,000, almost 22,000 suicides, America averages about 44,000 every year. So we have about double theirs, and we mm-hmm. have almost triple the amount of people in America. There's 126 million people in Japan and around 324 million in America. Right. So not all, not quite triple, but almost triple. So for the amount of people they have there, they have, I mean, that's that's a lot. It is a lot. And some of the reasons why people do it nowadays is that they just, you know, they have a really crazy work ethic. Yeah. In Japan. And... A lot of it is due to there. There's been a recession ever since 2009, so loss of employment is like huge when it comes to people. Well, the way it was before is you would get a job and you had that job for life, right? And the job for life suddenly you have no job for life and abruptly ended. And and this was the way you were raised and the way you're, you know, it was just understood that that was how. I mean, that's why you worked so hard in school was to get this good job and suddenly you don't have it. Right. And now they're trying to, those that do have jobs are under a huge amount of stress because in order to try and keep their jobs, they want, they are putting in all these hours of overtime and not taking time off or sick time or no vacation time. And so basically like fatigue from work is a huge cause of suicide out there and death due to overwork killing yourself because your job is stressing you out so much and you're working so many hours that you just feel like you can't go on is known as karoshi oh so they have an actual name for it because because it's happened so often it happens so often and another reason for all that work-related stress is obviously not just having your job and keeping it, but it's not leaving your loved ones in debt. Yeah. When you have loans, they have really strict guidelines for loans. And it often requires like multiple co signers. Wow. So that includes your Yeah, so that includes wife your immediate and family and husband and, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Often a couple of members of your immediate family, so there's all this stress to not only lose everything that you yourself have, but also causing a financial burden on your loved ones. It sounds like a Philip K. Dick novel. Yeah. Doesn't it? It does a little bit. It does a little bit. And so they'll have these like insurance policies. They'll take out these insurance policies, which will have suicide payouts on it. And then they will kill themselves and then use their suicide payout to repay their loan so that they're not leaving a financial burden for their loved ones. And that's still, I mean, that's it's, like a, just a total thing. It's and it's just from their history, their traditions. That's being, you know, suicide was never really frowned upon. Right. It was always kind of a tolerated, if not sometimes seen as, you know, the right thing to do. And you're probably wondering, you dear listener, <laughs> why we're talking about suicide in Japan. The reason for that is because. Aokigahara is a popular location for suicide in Japan. In fact, it's the second most popular place in the world next to the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco for suicide. Remember our episode on the um, Alcatraz and I was like, oh, I bet people have jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. I was researching that. I'm like, oh, actually, it's like the most popular bridge to jump off of and kill yourself. So a shitload of people have. So a shitload of people have jumped off. So, yeah, I guess they're getting their stats on how often bodies wash up pretty well. 
Yeah. Yeah, they've got lots of source material to draw yes, from. Yes, they do. Uh, so the most bodies recovered in a year at Aokigahara was in 2003 at 105. 105. Like, previous year had been, like, 78. Yes. In 2002. But this is just bodies found. Right. Since 1970, officials have done sweeps to find bodies, but there's animal life there. They have even bear that live in the forest, so they're not going to find all of them. Right. And, and the, it, the forest is very dense. Very dense. So Aoki Kahara, basically, the forest grew off of a base layer of lava that is from the the last eruption of Mount Fuji. 864 CE, which erupted for 10 days. Damn. And it filled in the place where Aoki Gahara is, was a large lake. And so the lava just filled into the lake. And so from this uh, basically floor of hardened lava, all these uh, trees grow up. It's very twisty. Uh, the sunlight doesn't penetrate a lot. And also, even though there's actually a variety of animals uh that and birds that live there the apparently the lava uh hardened lava is it's very porous when you hold it if you ever held a piece of lava you know it's pretty oh, lightweight yeah. and there's all sorts of air going through it yeah so the whole forest floor being made up of that actually absorbs sound really well and that's is, in addition to the just how fucking dense the right. forest is it's there's insane. a huge dense forest and then it has this weird sound absorbing forest floor basically but there's all kinds of animals there's birds there's bats yeah i was thinking that maybe there weren't because that was something i read over and over again is that you don't ever it's so silent you don't hear birds chirping you don't hear anything going on in there it's eerily quiet yeah, but even deer but, and, and uh bear bears well, deer are fucking quiet you don't ever hear deer anyway bears maybe but you don't hear yeah you don't hear much there's all kinds of caves created by the uh, by the lava and some of them are collapsed into the ground and some of them are actual caves you can go into right there's over 200 caves within the forest so there's ones that you can trip and fall into yep by accident and never be found again and then there's a couple that are uh kind of like you know like the popular touristy caves there's the um narusawa ice cave is one of yes, them yes narusawa ice cave and is... that one is 37 degrees fahrenheit or three degrees celsius giant icicles the size of like just huge uh 10 foot by 19 diameter which is three meter by 50 centimeter diameter and it's in it's frozen year round frozen year round and it there's also a wind cave mm -hmm. and it's the same temperature as the ice cave but there's no echo because of the basaltic walls which is yeah. lava rock walls it's the uh fugaku wind cave is the name yeah, of it yeah and it used to be used as a refrigerator by people hundreds of years ago so they actually have blocks of ice they had brought in there to keep things cold. Interesting. Yeah, they'd like store food and what have you in there. And this is all on the northwest like base of Mount Fuji. Mount Fuji, of course, is a volcano. And at its highest, it's 2.34 miles high. It's mm -hmm. 3.8 kilometers. It can be seen for hundreds of miles in all directions. Not inside the forest so much, but because of the canopy of trees. So, you can't see it from there, but from everywhere else you can. Mm-hmm. That looks really beautiful. It, it's been pretty much a spiritual place forever. The, the Shinto, which is the traditional Japanese religion, 
and even the early folk religions of Japan just are all about that mountain. Mm-hmm. The Buddhists carried on the idea. They assigned the paradises of Dainichi and Amida to the peak of Mount Fuji. Uh, the name Fuji means a wealthy person of status, but they're pretty sure that the kanji were chosen not for what they mean, but for what they sound like. What are the kanji? The kanji is the Japanese writing where it's the mm-hmm. like the calligraphy works they do, that sort of thing. Okay. And so they have a sound and then they have a meaning. Okay, so they have a sound and a meaning. And right, so, and so, so the, the, the kanji for... Fuji. The word, so the written word for it, basically the written symbol for it. It, if like literally, it means a wealthy person with status. Hmm. But they believe that instead of going for the meaning, they were going for the sound. And the oldest story recorded about Mount Fuji claim the name is supposed to mean immortality, and that is Fushi in Japanese. So Fushi and Fuji are pretty close. In the oldest recorded story about it, it's about an emperor who lights the fires on Mount Fuji because he's in love with a moon lady. Uh, it's most well, recent. Love can be eternal. It's true. <laughs> uh, it's most recent, and sixteenth eruption was in seventeen o seven, and that killed five thousand people. And it really? occurred. Yep. Wow. And it occurred forty nine days after an eight point six magnitude earthquake. Which is, it's known that earthquakes often precede a volcanic eruption. Mm-hmm. It's believed now that Fuji is dormant and it doesn't have any signs of returning to activity. Uh, this last eruption lit fires as far away as Tokyo, which I think was called Tokyo at that point, but may have been still called Edo. Damn. And so the forest itself is supposed to be, is reputed in history to be the home of Yurei which are Japanese ghosts. Yes. Uh, spirits that have been kept from a peaceful afterlife. According to traditional belief, everyone has a soul. When a person dies, their soul goes to a waiting room uh, where it waits for a funeral and post-funeral rites to happen. Once all this is done, the soul then moves on, hangs out with ancestors, and comes back in August during the Obon festival to receive thanks. That's a Buddhist festival to honor the ancestors. Now, if the person dies violently or with strong desires, the soul is turned into a yurei and is able to stay in the physical world. So to get rid of... For an indeterminate amount of time? Well, usually you got to get rid of it. And you do this by either performing the funeral and post-funeral rites or resolving whatever conflicts that's keeping the soul from moving on. Except if the soul just decided to, like... It was just so pissed off or upset that, like, nothing you're going to be able to do... That's it's possible. Gonna, it's going to make it happy again. I think that's kind of like the basis for the grudge. Yeah. Well, that is I a mean, specific kind. That's the Jibakurai. And it's the rarest kind of Yurai. And that is a thing that's bound to a specific object, place, or situation. Okay, so that's so, like the one from the grudge. Right. So like the house. You know what really pisses me off is that this forest is a pretty fucking terrifying place, I would say. And... No one can make a good goddamn movie out of it. Yeah, I looked up. I watched two fucking movies about this goddamn forest. Did you watch The Forest? Yes, I watched The Forest. The Forest sucked. That sea one of got, Trees sucked. The Forest got 9% on the tomato meter or whatever on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. tomatoes. <laughs> and 23% of people liked it. Yeah, because so it was, that's. Yeah. I mean, and Japan has such great horror. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and America can make some great horror based on Japanese horror, and like The Grudge. The Grudge is terrifying. The fucking Ring and all the Ring series, all the Ring movies, both the American and the Japanese. I mean, terrifying. So it's like, why can't it? Why can't somebody make a fucking good movie about the goddamn suicide forest? Because. I mean, it's a scary place. I had sleep paralysis after watching documentaries on this a couple months back, and I hadn't had sleep paralysis in, like, years. Ever since I stopped sleeping in, like, the haunted closet area, I stopped having that. It was a totally different experience than what I had with the, you know, closet one. Right, right. This time, it was, like, total, like, kind of like the grudge of the ring where like this dark shadow was like pouring from the center of my ceiling down my walls almost like the hair effect well that's actually a common thing about the the uri is that they have they're dressed in the white funeral kimono Mm -hmm. they have the black hair that's you know drooping down disheveled Mm -hmm. long the hands dangle at the ends of the wrist and you know just sort of frankenstein-y you know straight out with the, the hands fingers pointed down uh, they are normally floating, so you don't really see feet or legs. Yeah, and I mean, nothing was floating above me, but definitely, like, the hair was spreading, and I felt yeah. it starting to, like, suffocate me. I had to recite this thing from from fucking um, It, I think. I swear this is what it was, because I was saying it out loud, because it was like sleep room. I was, like, awake. Right. I mean, it and was saw freaky, so I shit. had to say the thing from... It, the thing the guy says about to try and cure his stutter, he thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he sees the ghost. Oh, yeah. And if I said it over and over, it would slowly start to recede. But every time I stopped, it would like start engulfing me again. It's a good thing. And you I literally that. woke myself up saying this over and over again. Like I could hear myself saying it and I was like trapped, like, you know, like a magnet holding me to my bed. It was so fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm sure. So, so yeah, I mean, just, and that was just watching some shiz about it. There's, got to be a good movie made about this if you're out there and you're a movie producer or whatever hey get on it don't make a shitty movie yeah please don't make another shitty movie about the fucking suicide forest because i really don't think i could take that yeah no that would be such a letdown we've had enough yeah we've had enough shitty movies about the suicide forest somebody get there and make a good one please so the URA will also oftentimes have glowing flame balls that orbit around them in blues and purples and greens <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Flaming balls are your favorite kind of balls. Fucking floating balls orbiting around them. <laughs> but Yure itself is a just sort of an umbrella term for all the different kinds of ghosts. We spoke about one already, the one that the grudge kind. Yeah, the mean kind. There's also the Onryo, which are vengeful entities returning from death due to a wrong done to them. There's the Ubumi. This is a ghost of women who die in childbirth or with young children. And they are thought to bring, like, presents to the kids and are tempted to care for them. Hmm. So that's a little creepy, too, maybe. That is a little creepy. It's like, oh, that's just my mom ghost. Yeah, don't worry about her. She likes to come hang out on my birthdays. There's the Goryo, which are upper society ghosts. They're normally martyred and are come back looking for vengeance. The Funayure. These ghosts are of those who have died at sea. And they oftentimes look like fish people or mermaids. Just because they died at sea, huh? Yeah. That makes you Well, it's an island, so they're going to obviously have a specific kind of ghost associated with 
people who die at sea, since I'm sure there was a shitload of people that died at sea. I really like the idea of being a ghost mermaid, I, I have to say. See, I thought you were going to like that one. Yeah. Yeah, when you die, you're going to be a ghost mermaid. I am totally going to be a ghost mermaid when I die. That is the awesomest thing I've heard in a while. Well, I'm glad I could I'm help stoked. you out there. So we have a Zashiki Warashi, which is a ghost kid. And they are just usually making mischief and aren't generally thought of as dangerous. Well, that's probably why they ended up being ghosts in the first place. Probably, because they were little bastards. They made bastards. too much fucking mischief. Yes. And then we've got the Ikirio, which is more like a tulpa. It's caused by an extreme emotion. Normally, it's caused by a living person, though it can continue to haunt after its creator's death. Buddhists also have a couple specific ghosts. There's the Gaki. This is the ghost of shitty people. So if you're just kind of a jackass, you have you may turn into a gawky. You spend eternity with an insatiable hunger for something, usually gross, like dirty diapers or roadkill or something nasty oh, like that. Oh, so there's like, it's like a slimer, basically. Yeah, yeah, except it's focused on one specific kind of thing. And it's normally a gross thing, not just a bunch of food, but, you know, like like I said, dirty diapers or like dog shit or something like that. Where did they even come up with that? I don't know. That's just weird. Maybe that's how they explained why some bodies, like a body stinks or something. I don't know. Mm. Then we have the Jikininki. And these are ghosts also of shitty people, but they eat human corpses after death. Yum. Yeah. So in addition to the URA, it's also said there are demons that are white in color and ever shifting in shape. And they flit between the trees of the forest. Couldn't find much about the demons, though. Yeah, I couldn't find any. I heard about the demons too, but I've never seen anything where like like who says who has seen these goddamn demons? I know. I wanted to find some I stories, didn't see and I couldn't really specific. find many stories. Because basically, a lot of the people that go into the goddamn forest just don't come out because they're going to kill themselves. And then there's the people that just go in and have to get all the bodies of the people who kill themselves and take them back. And I think that's kind of fucked up about. Um, that legend where if the body is left alone that it's like screaming or something what's yeah. the deal with that oh uh, the body of oh, it's it's specifically of those who commit suicide they can't be left alone or their souls will scream out at night additionally their bodies will reanimate and just sort of shuffle around yeah like fucking goddamn zombies so these poor forest workers basically play like what like rock the japanese equivalent of like rock paper scissors to see who has to sleep with the fucking bodies yep now i've seen that talked about in several places i mean i can't be 100 percent sure that they actually do that or not it sounds like a shitty thing to have to do though yeah i would not want to be drawing the short straw and having to sleep with the goddamn bodies no not i mean at all. for one just the smell oh yeah definitely i mean the smell and the grossness it's like I, i'm not gonna be able to sleep next to that no no i don't think so that is just not a situation where i feel like sleep can occur now Buddhist and some of those pictures have you seen some of those fucking pictures I have you seen the one of the guy like hanging in his face is just like rotted off? yeah because they didn't find it for a long time man just, just because of the gravity and he's facing down so everything just went downward and gravity wins gravity does win and i just never really thought about that's that's what a hanging body that is not taken down looks like when it decomposes. I mean, awful for the workers, awful for the family, awful that someone has to feel so shitty that they have to do that. Definitely. 
Now, they even have Buddhist monks that walk around the forest. They offer prayers for the dead, and they're hoping to keep these dead from becoming Yore. Uh, there are some modern Buddhists believe that spirits hanging out in Aokigahara are actively and purposefully luring people there and influencing them to kill themselves. In other attempts to combat this, monks have erected altars inside the forest trying to pacify these spirits. Mm. Now, in 2004, that's when the government stopped publicizing the numbers. Right, um, because it seemed like it was almost encouraging people. Right, so it was, the, you know, the, the peak year was 2003 at 105. 2004, they didn't report how many people were found in, you know, trying to make it so that they're trying to curb the association of suicide in the Sea of Trees. Right. Which I can understand because it's already like a huge problem culturally as it is. And then to have this like, oh, hey, here's this great place where you should do it. And maybe, I don't know, it might encourage somebody to who might not otherwise do it, just do it in their own home. But for some reason, coming here to that or going there to that place. And it's all these surrounding towns that are Mm -hmm. the the ones bearing the brunt of the responsibility for all this as well. Now, they did release numbers in 2010, and there was 247 attempts of suicide in, a- in Aokigahara, only of which 54 succeeded. So it did definitely come down drastically from the 2003 number. Right. Now, of course, again, these are the only ones that they found, and due to wildlife and the fact the forest is so dense, not all of them are probably found. Oh, yeah. Well, it's hard to get to lots of places in the forest, like people oh, yeah. that are out there searching and who also just want to not kill themselves but just look around they often use plastic tape to try and um or, s- or string, string or yeah. rope or ribbon yeah just some something along those lines to tie off at places and keep your trail so i that call you can it uh, go the back thesis gps thesis gps yeah because actually reportedly gps is kind of screwed up out there you know, they I've, did say that GPS and compasses don't work out there, and they claim that it's because of the iron deposits in the in the lava. Right, but I read also that if you just hold it at a normal thing. Yeah, if you put it on the ground, it won't work, but if you hide, right. hold it at regular height, it will. I also read in one place, and I don't know if this is true, but they say that NASA went there and checked it out and found that all of their equipment worked just fine. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are, I did look at, look up to see about compass anomalies and there are anomalous compass readings throughout the world in mm-hmm. just weird places for random reasons, some reasons unknown. Normally it's up close to the poles for obvious reasons because right. you're getting close to the actual center of a mag- uh, magnetic pole. So mm-hmm. it's going to go a little bit haywire, but random places. So it's possible that it doesn't work inside the forest or it's possible that or maybe that it's just not as reliable because I right. would I would say this is it's something that seems plausible like having large iron deposits in oh, the sure. lava sure and that could screw things up. There's plenty of places just you know I drive out of here for like an hour or go over the pass. It's like I don't got cell service there either, right? You right. know, and there's no reason for that other than there's just not shit around. So I understand cell phones not working for any reason, just that you're somewhere remote where there isn't cell service. As far as like GPS and compasses, maybe a little bit, but I think it's a little bit blown up to kind of add to the legend of, oh, you, even if you don't want to kill yourself, you're going to get lost because your compass isn't going to work anymore and the trees are just going to envelop you and suck you in. I mean, it's a 12 to 14 mile area, which is 30 to 35 square kilometers. I'm sorry, square mile area. 
Uh, and so it's a lot of area. It so is a lot of area. I imagine the deeper you get, and, the worse uh, you your know, cell the, phone's going to get. 200 caves and all the rough terrain. I mean, plenty of places you can get lost. Plenty of places you're not going to have cell service. But I don't think there's anything like ominous about the reason for it. Or that it even happens all that often to where you get lost because... There are trails. Yeah. Well, and also it's like the forest. You can get fucking lost in the forest like anywhere. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I don't think it's because this one is haunted, per se. I think it's fucking haunted, but I don't think it, it that's not gets what's, people. That's not what's, that what's fucking with the GPS and stuff. It's yeah, not, exactly. Yeah. That's just fucking being in the goddamn forest. and Yep, yep. Shiz like that. So there's all kinds of signs inside this forest as well, urging yep. you to not commit suicide. Right. Your life is a precious gift from your parents. Let's think once more about the life you were given, your parents your brothers and sisters and children. Don't suffer alone. First, please contact somebody. Please consult the police before you decide to die. The most common form of suicide are hangings, followed by drug overdoses. Along many of the paths, you can find all kinds of shit. Pill packets, empty bottles of booze, copies of Wataru Tsurumui's 93 bestseller, The Complete Suicide Manual. Yes, it it actually recommended as uh, the Aokikahara Forest as the perfect place to die. And it, this is a manual that it's a, called a self-help manual. And it just tells you different ways to kill yourself. And, and it was a best seller. It was a best seller and for obvious reasons is often found with bodies out in the forest. Because of this thesis method of GPS, there is actually tons of these ribbons and string and rope it's insane you can't really go but a few feet without seeing it Mm -hmm. and well a lot of people come to the forest a lot of people do and hopefully because like a lot of people actually follow these back out too right although there is one freaky story when i was looking for you know, like, what are some, like, really scary things that have happened in this place? Right. Other than the fact that there's, like, goddamn fucking bodies everywhere, you yeah, know, yeah. possibly the souls of people who were so tortured that they felt like suicide was their only way out. Yeah, not a happy place, but anyways, allegedly a woman was out hiking and she was using the the tape in order to, to track where she was going and be able to find her way out again. And somebody intentionally cut it behind oh, wow. her. So that she almost didn't make it back right, out. Right, couldn't find her way back out. Mm-hmm. And just from how it the, the story was put forth, it seemed like, you know, it wasn't like it snapped or something. But, but it was cut clean. But it was like cut clean. Yeah. Like somebody came along and just cut it. And I think the workers that recover the bodies often use this to follow the trails of different that people have gone to and see oh, if I'm there's sure. anything at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, see if they can find find somebody or I watched this whole documentary on the guy on a guy going through there and he was following the tape and following the strings and seeing what it led to. Sometimes he found some bodies and then he also found like some tents that were like abandoned. He found somebody that was camping there and was like talking to them. It's pretty intense. Oh, I'm sure it was. Because I guess a lot of these workers, too, were looking for people that aren't dead, 
Oh yeah, even in, you know, just if they're there, you know, making sure, trying to like screen them and see, like, oh, are you here just to look at stuff, or are you just camping in the fucking forest, or are you contemplating? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the legends I found about this place was that it was a place that they would do a practice called ubusute. Ubusute, yes, where they would abandon. Right now, they would, yeah, they would abandon an elderly or a very young. A person that they could no longer feed they would just leave him here to die yes now there's not really any evidence that that happened in mass i'm sure it happened a little bit oh yeah but not a whole shitload of people not like this was a common practice the first documented suicide in the sea of trees actually happened in 1340 shokai a buddhist monk fasted himself to death to liberate the people from their karmic debt very Jesusy of him. Yes, that was rather Jesusy of him. There is another story of uh, a Buddhist leader in a sect that was very interested in Mount Fuji. His name was Jigyo Moroku, and he said that the mountain was the pivot stone of the three lands. The three lands are China, India, and Japan. The, the, the importance of Fuji in the sect was super high, and Moroku decided to undertake a pilgrimage of self-sacrifice to the summit of Mount Fuji. Now, he was not permitted to do this, because other spiritual folks feared that his death would pollute the purity of the mountain. So in 1733, Moroku camped out in a cave on the northern slope of the mountain overlooking Aokigahara, where he fasted and meditated until he died. Wow. How crazy is that? That's pretty crazy, because I just... I haven't. I don't have willpower like that. I don't That's even have willpower to fast willpower. enough to lose the twenty pounds I gained quitting smoking. Yeah, that is that is serious... how little willpower I have to deny myself fucking food. Yeah, and this is it also denying comfort because he's just up there meditating, right? So there was also a tragedy. There's just no way I could do that. You know, my no. kid, I, I would get about like five minutes of meditation maybe before one of my kids would interrupt me for something. <laughs> and then I'd be like, okay, well, now that I've done this for you, uh, time to go down to the fucking fridge right. and find some goddamn food. That's enough meditating. So another reference to this forest is in a book, a 1960 book. It's called Black Sea of Trees. Right, and it's... Kuro Kaiju is what it's called in Japanese. Two Uh, lovers commit suicide in the forest. uh, Spoilers, by the way. (laughs) So kind of like, I don't know what their deal was, exactly why they committed suicide. If it was like a Romeo Juliet type thing. I mean, that's something that's been popular in Western culture for forever. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe... Hundreds and hundreds of years, ever since William Shakespeare wrote it, it's like, oh, Romeo and Juliet, and they kill themselves. It's so fucking romantic. So I can see where maybe people think this book about the, you know, the two lovers committing suicide in the forest could contribute to uh, making that a thing. Oh, yeah. Romanticizing it, I guess you could say. yeah. Yeah. So one thing that did actually happen there, uh, it happened during the Warring States period, which is 1467 to 1603. It's also called the Sengoku period. Many of the poor and starving and diseased would head to Aokigahara to die. The uh, they... poor and starving and diseased. Yeah. I love how you put that. Well, you know, <laughs> that's what they the poor, were. The starving, the diseased. They couldn't afford food or they're, you know, too fucked up to eat or whatever. Mm-hmm, so obviously uh, they starve and obviously they're susceptible to disease. Well, they did it to themselves. <laughs> uh, they, I mean, they, they, they weren't forced out. They left themselves. They had hoped that if they were sur- surrounded by nature, 
that the fact that they were they were sacrificing themselves to release their families from burdens would allow their souls to rest. So these are the real practices that gave rise to the belief that Aokigahara is haunted and the spirits of the dead are luring people into the forest and influencing them to kill themselves. And just the Sengoku period was basically a power grab for the shogunate. Mm-hmm. It was a bunch of the different local lords started fighting and uh, it was eventually ended in the Edo period, which was uh, the shogun or the guy who started the last shogunate, which is Tokugawa Ieyasu. Isn't there a movie called Shogun? Yes, but it doesn't have it, to do it's a it book did, originally yeah but, but it doesn't and, have to do with this particular time. I, I, I think it talk it happens in edo period okay but i'm not 100 percent sure i only know the title i really don't know the content so. yes yes <laughs> so that's really i mean there is a, a basis in historical fact as to why people believe this place is haunted what do you think well i did watch a few videos on youtube yeah, tell me about the... Wasn't there some badass Australian guy? There was one I saw by a guy named Johnny Paranormal. He's an Australian. Uh, first off, he went there there during the day and mm-hmm. then during the night uh, by himself both times. Uh, during the day, he followed a bunch of the ribbons and strings, the you know, Theseus GPS. And it was he just found camps. Mm-hmm. Didn't find any anything besides like empty bottles and, you know wrappers just of food litter and in stuff. general yeah just litter in general just you know humans hanging out now what really struck me is that it was so it's in the middle of the day and you can really see that there's just rays of sunlight coming in from through the the upper foliage of the trees through the canopy i guess mm-hmm. and you do hear birds but it's not like you know you when you're on even in, in a park around here walking through the trails like at feral mccorther or something there's birds just fucking screaming. It's a cacophony, if you will. Right. And here there were birds singing, but it was not often. It was very subdued. It was few and far between. You didn't hear anything crashing through the brush. No rabbits. You didn't hear any... Rustles. Bre- no and... squirrels breaking branches yeah. and calling or anything like that. So it was very Scampering. quiet. I mean, you could yeah, really well, hear... that porous brown, like we said. Yeah, you could like, hear footsteps. sound. And you could hear breathing, but that was about it. Like basically, like a sponge. Like a, oh yeah, you know. yeah. It was it was, it was very what they say about this. <clears throat> what they say about how silent it is, from my experience, which would, is just with watching things on YouTube. So it's just whatever the camera is picking up is pretty fucking quiet. Right. So what happened when he went in at nighttime? When he went back out at nighttime, there were problems with his flashlights. Like one of them just died, and he said it was fully charged up before. You can hear some anomalous footsteps. Like if you believe that he was by himself. Right. And there was no one else around. There's footsteps that shouldn't be there. And he didn't, I didn't think he was, he didn't come off as being insincere. And you do see shadows and it's all the shadows you see are all of him. You don't, it doesn't, I don't think that there was another person there. I believe he was by himself. At certain parts, he captured some EVPs. Now the EVPs he captured were in English. So I don't know if that's just, you know, the digital sound and you're picking things you want to hear. Um, Interesting. So EVPs are basically supposed to be like ghost talking. That's, yeah. What is it? Electronic voice phenomena or whatever. So if you just have something recording in a room and you start talking to ghosts, then you may not hear them. But what they're saying or their attempts at saying something will be picked up on the recording. 
Yes, but oftentimes yeah. you do hear weird shit. And right. So I mean, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not like American tourists go there and kill themselves. Maybe some, but it was maybe. It was... But may- I mean, that would probably be very few. It's mostly people that live in fucking Japan who are going to speak Japanese and they're not going to be chatting amongst each other in English. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, unless they knew the cameras were rolling and it was being broadcast in America, it's like, Oh wait guys. Or maybe they heard the English and it was whisper to each other in English. And it was an English speaking person that had committed suicide there or, you know, a Japanese person who happens to know English. That's possible too. Are you serious to think it was an English, an American or English person? I don't know. I have no idea. Suicide there. I have no idea. I mean, it is the second most popular place to commit suicide on the planet. Well, yes, so, but... And I'm sure more than just Americans jump off Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, but I just, I don't think that, I don't think a lot of Americans or, you know... People, Australians, Australians, English. English, anyone who speaks English. Well, a lot of Japanese people speak English. Well, yeah, but it's not their first fucking language. I just don't think, <laughs> I don't but think still, that they're going to be But still, if they can like, speak talking. English and they hear someone talking English... Wouldn't it make sense that they would want to respond in a language that the person could understand if, if they, they were wanted trying to, be understood? to talk to that person? Maybe, yeah. but yeah. I and don't so, know. if they're talking, I, I don't remember specifically what they said, but he did capture EVPs. So, and it did sound I could I could so make clearly, up the words. <laughs> so obviously, so, that happened. He captured EVPs. Uh, he also ran into what he said was a very bad smell, like rotting meat in an area. Well, yeah, I'm um, sure stuff dies in the forest. One of the things that was... Is Besides it, all the fucking people that kill themselves. I'm one sure of the things that of note about the forest is that the wind doesn't travel through it very well, so... Well, that's a shocker, seeing as it's he said, <laughs> totally he said, thick with trees everywhere. So then he said the Lord's Prayer and the uh, rotting meat smell dissipated. Later on, something... Yan- and then he came back to that area a little bit later and it didn't smell like rotting meat. Hmm. Uh, something yanked on his backpack must have been satan and that's when he satan turned his ass around smell. and ran the fuck out no he said it did, he said specifically it did not smell like sulfur mm. he's trying to exclude this from being satan and try and pin it on something else. but yeah then something yanked his backpack and he got the fuck out of dodge mm-hmm. probably like a tree branch yeah there were i mean there were some bugs that attracted to his light sources uh but you didn't hear crickets or frogs chirping no animals crashing around even at night mm-hmm. he said he smelled deer i've never smelled deer but i've, I've only ever smelled a deer no. but when it, have you run across a deer in like the middle of nowhere because i haven't i've only run across deers when there's like a bunch of civilization smells around you know yeah i guess i guess that's true but still i don't know that i would be close enough ever to smell it yeah Deer I've... don't really let you get close i mean they can fucking jump and run pretty damn quick oh yeah and they can totally hear you and smell you better than we can smell and hear them. Oh, definitely. So I don't know that even in the middle but of the maybe wilderness, like, I would be close enough to a deer to where I would actually be able to smell its dearness. Well, maybe rubbing on trees that's must, or if they have that, or you yeah, know, I still I wouldn't know what the fuck. fuck that was. Oh no, but this guy is now outdoorsmen would mm-hmm. or outdoors women, outdoors people, whatever. <laughs> so really, this place reminded me of Mirkwood. From The Hobbit. Have you ever read The Hobbit? I haven't read The Hobbit. Have you seen the movies? Um, Some of them. The Hobbit movies or just The Lord of the Ring movies? I've seen some of The Hobbit movies. Okay, so spoilers in case you don't know about The Hobbit. This is, the Mirkwood is the forest where the dwarves and Bilbo get captured by the spiders. And oh. then they get away from the spiders and get captured by the elves. 
Okay. So that's Mirkwood, how it's super dense and dark and deep, and that's that's sort of what Aokigara reminds me of. I feel like it's probably like parts of the Ho Rainforest. Lots and lots of trees and lots of moss. Everything's like really green. Oh yeah. The sea of trees. It looks really beautiful. I would totally go there in the daytime. Oh, it does. I sure, certainly wouldn't go there at night by myself. Fuck that. And I, you know, I'm sure that it was a scary experience for Mr. Australian stud there, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really buy the whole... I mean, I think the place is cursed as fuck for obvious reasons, because all that shitty energy of all these people, like, that just feel like they have no other way than to fucking kill themselves. That's a shitty fucking... That's Maybe. a shitty wad of energy to have, like, hanging And they say it all there. gets trapped in the trees... Right. Is what, yeah. Right, and I can see that, you know, there's no no real flow going through there to kind of release all that negative energy. But I think actually the real people that are badass in the forest are the ones that go in there and collect the bodies and try and talk people out of killing themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's got to be a hard job. Yeah, not somebody that just, like, films their one night in Okigahara and uploads it on YouTube and yeah. probably dramatizes a lot of it in order yeah, to yeah. get a lot of hits and stuff. I think the, the real heroes of the situation are are definitely the ones that are out there trying to prevent suicides. and Oh, definitely. And to and also give to closure to the, the families of people and... who walk in there and never come back out and they spend all their time searching for them and retrieving them that's just got to be fucking depressing the monks that take all the time yeah. to wander through the forest and set up you know bits of goodness around you know the shrines and right exactly trying to give peace to the people who have ended their lives there exactly even if it, i don't necessarily buy into the whole like evil spirits needing to be warded off you know warded off with these things that the monks are building i like right. the idea i mean appeasing I, yeah not really warding off but right it's still like not a bad thing still a sign of hope and yeah. so those that are going in there certainly need some hope in their lives definitely and it's just really sad because at this point in my life i have known several people who have killed themselves and oh man yeah yeah, and you know, I've never once gone to the funeral or memorial service of somebody who committed suicide and had it be like nobody was there oh, or exactly. that people were just like, "Oh, well, I am not sorry at all that this person is gone." Never. It's always filled with tears and and yes. family and friends. I mean, suicide just so impacts um those everybody that are left around. Behind. Yeah. And I know sometimes people might feel like they're doing everyone a favor by that, but it, that's that's just so not true. That's not true. It's never the case. It is never the case. I have never seen it where anyone ever said, like, I was, oh, I'm just glad that this person killed himself. It was such a relief to us that yeah, they're no, gone and never. I don't have to deal with never. them. No. And never. like 100% of the time would, would rather deal with whatever it is that person thinks is so reprehensible that they need to die than the person dying. Right. Like, you hear the reason behind it and it's just like, oh my gosh, that's fucking awful that this person thought that that... Yeah. Was a reason to end their life. Or what's worse, not knowing. Like, I've had friends who have, I mean, sort of similarly to Aoki Gahara, have just taken off into the woods with a tent and have done themselves in because they felt that's what needed to be done. And they went off into the rainforest and didn't want to ever be found. And mm -hmm. some poor soul found them. Right. And so that's, you know, it's... 
It's didn't a terrible we, didn't thing. Didn't we have a friend who did that? Who yeah. did that because he was gay? Well, it wasn't because he was gay. Okay, I thought it was because he was gay. No. I was trying to. I was like, what was the no, deal? No, no one that? knows. No one knows why. Like, didn't have no idea because all they did was no one knew. Literally, his family doesn't know. His friends didn't know. They just found his body. That's crazy. Yeah, it's awful. It is awful. But even still, even even when you let because I had someone else who. They sent letters to a whole bunch of people in mm-hmm. the mail, and then they they killed themselves, and so everyone knew why. But it still was fucking shitty because yeah, no it... one wants that person to die. Oh yeah. So, my nephew had a had a friend who killed herself. Just, I mean, at a very young age, at like sixteen. That's terrible. Jumped off a bridge. I mean, just and yeah, just how it affected all him and his friends and. Or family. I mean, it's just terrible. It is never an answer. It is not ever an answer. Well, how many, do you have anything more on Aoki Gahara? Well, you know, I still I don't think that it's haunted in the way that a lot of people believe. I myself would love to go there and visit. But it only during it looks the day. Gorgeous during the day, and you know. Uh, there's this other podcast, obviously, I think probably most everyone knows about it, My Favorite Murder. One of their favorite catchphrases is, don't go into the forest. And usually I kind of like dislike that one because I feel like the hosts are being kind of like city girlish and like, you know, don't even go in the fucking forest. You're going to get goddamn murdered kind of thing. Right. And when I'm a huge believer of going to the forest, but I would say... Because of all the bad fucking energy and shit going on in this forest, I would say go to the forest, but don't go alone. Bring a friend. Bring a friend. Buddy system. Buddy system in this forest and enjoy it for its beauty and whatever you can. But but bring a friend. Don't go alone. <laughs> Use the tape. Bring a friend. Don't go at night. But that's kind of a general rule for forest anyways. Right, right. And just know anybody out there who ever does maybe feel, I mean... The thing I hate about suicide and funerals and everything is just how much regret is involved. That if only I had known this person was so fucking sad, I would have reached out to them. And I think that we have a tendency to like really overlook things until they're gone. But that doesn't necessarily... So just because you're feeling alone and like people don't care, that doesn't mean people actually don't care. It's just that people get involved in their lives and if you're hurting, you should just reach out to them because nobody wants it to be at your funeral after the fact, wishing that you had said something. No, no one, literally no one wants that. Yeah. And just to know that your life fucking matters. It does. So you take care now. And we'll talk to you next time. Hi, everybody. I'm Ember. And I'm Quinn. Together we're best friends who happen to be married, pervy, dark, and full of humor. We come together to bring you the Fiercely Altered Perspective Podcast, also known as the Fap Pod. One so good it'll be hard to beat. Coming Friday, March 2nd, 2018. Join us each week as we cover all those creepy topics we secretly enjoy. From true crime to Tinkerbell and every dark, delicious thing in between. Stay tuned at the end of each episode where we'll have a little game of guess who. Meaning, we'll give you a description for the following week's episode that will require you to do a little bit of armchair investigation to uncover who or what we will be covering. So join us on our social media where we will keep the details moist until our release. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) 
<laughs> we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Fap Pod. And be sure to join our Facebook group, the official Fap Pod group for discussions and sneak peeks. We're busting down the door so you can see things from our perspective, and we hope you stick around to tell us yours. Until then, keep your eyes open and your palms soft. See you in March. Hard to beat. Do you enjoy the Stranger Than podcast? Please let us know. Rate and comment on iTunes. Check out and like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash stranger than podcast, our Twitter at underscore stranger than, or drop us an email, stranger than podcast at gmail.com. That's stranger than podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Also, feel free to email us any strange, mysterious, or misunderstood stories or topic suggestions that you'd like to share or hear about.